Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Andrebrock. Special guest on the program today, Pastor Dave Welch from the Texas Pastors Council. Love talking today about praying on offense. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And new Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Thanks, Mike. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and we are just thrilled to be here. This is Evelyn Davison. And this is Kathy Enderbrock. Well, we thank you for joining us today for Love Talk here at 1120 a.m. in Austin, Texas. Uh, with station KTXW. We're called The Bridge at Central Texas Christian Talk uh, on the network at KTXW.net. And we are just so thrilled, Kathy, for the programming that we have today. Oh, it's going to be a great program, and you know, to match the beautiful day that it is in, in Texas. And it's a beautiful time in Texas as well. God is, God is working, and God is healing, and God is bringing together his people in, in a place of unity that we have not seen before. We've got some exciting things coming up, right? Yes, we do. It's, you know, it's such a busy week, Evelyn, getting ready for uh, everything that, that is in the very near future, kind of uh, kicking off this season of prayer with um, 
the legislative breakfast that we're going to be going to and then planning all these things for National Day of Prayer. The Freedom Dinner is coming up March 7th. Oh, we're so excited about that. That is the funnest time I've ever had raising money Money. for (laughs) anything. We call it fundraising fun with fun. So it is a lot of fun. It is. I think having that that live auction and having that silent auction and having the bells ringing and... um, Yeah, the cowbells when somebody, you know, gives us the big bid. Well, also, the National Day of Prayer is coming up on um, May 4th, and we are well into planning that. And uh, one of the most exciting things that we'll be doing this year will be the big event we'll have at the Capitol on on National Day of Prayer, which is May 7th, with our friends uh, with the legislative. Um, actually, it's called the Texas Christian Capital Fellowship, Christian Fellowship. Mm-hmm. I get it right in a minute. Uh, there are just so many things going on, and then the Texas Values things coming up. and so. But we are, we're going to be talking today about two things, prayer and work. Um, and, uh, you know, we just, we're just thrilled to be here, and we thank our ministry partners today. So, You know, we... we we always love, we enjoy love talking about what we can do to preserve um, our, our, our families, Texas, our nation, and preserve it for our children. And, you know, in order to preserve it, we have to stand for faith, for family, for freedom, mm-hmm. those things that this, this state, this nation have really been founded upon, those things that God's word is founded upon. Um, and so we're going to enjoy doing that today. We have an incredible guest with us who is standing um, offensively and, and defensively. Uh, and he is one of the authors for uh, Praising Praying Cross Texas. And we'd say to you today, if you do not have that book, you need to get it. You can go to the website. Yes, ndpaustin.org. That's um, nationaldailyprayeraustin.org. So ndpaustin.org. It, yeah, it's the initiative for what we call uh, LJSTS. Yes. Lord Jesus, save their soul. And the initiative in that is that we've got to change our way of thinking. We've got to think lost about yes. the people that don't stand for faith and family and freedom. And then we think love. If we think God loves them, then we can see the possibility that they can come to know him mm-hmm. and begin to stand for faith, freedom, and and, uh, and the things that we are so... Um, Blessed by in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. But you know, we do have a guest today. We do. And uh, so excited to just hear everything that our guest has to share with us. We are going to be talking with Reverend Dave Welch. And he, now he's an ordained minister. He's been a weekly columnist for, <clears throat> excuse me, World Net Daily. And now most importantly, he and his wife, Valley, Valerie, have been joyfully married for 32 years. Now, you know, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him just yet, but I have a picture of him right in front of me, and he looks a bit young to have been married for 32 years. So I think I think he uses sunscreen or something. But <laughs> living in Houston, <laughs> or in Magnolia, wherever he is, they do. They live in Magnolia, Texas, and he has been blessed. He and Valerie have been blessed with six children and now six grandchildren, and and this is where we really um, are going to get so much out of this conversation today because. Reverend Welch facilitated the launch of the Houston Area Pastor Council back in 2003 Mm -hmm. in order to organize and mobilize pastors and their congregations to the ministry of what he calls biblically grounded, Christ-centered citizenship ministry. 
citizenship ministry. Citizenship ministry. And, um, and now the Houston Area Pastor Council involves over 400 pastors, and affiliated councils have been launched in other Texas cities, which has now led to the formation of the Texas and U.S. Pastors Council. So you can really see God's hand on this, bringing together interdenominational and interracial ministries of and for pastors. So incredible. Um, Reverend Welch, it is wonderful to have you on Love Talk today. Welcome to the program. Oh, it is great to be with you. Thank you so much. Well, we've just got a lot of questions from you, Pastor. First of all, we want to know, um, are you a Texan by birth or adoption? <laughs> Definitely adoption. Adoption. Where did, you, where did the Lord plant you originally? <laughs> Well, I was born and raised in uh, what I call the People's Republic of Washington State, <laughs> and uh, we lived there for uh, within an hour where we had been born and raised, my wife and I both, for 37 years, and then God moved us to Virginia Beach, Virginia for a couple of years, and then rapidly from there back down, or rather down here to Houston in 1999, so we have now been here about 16 years. You, do you live in, in the metropolitan area, or are you actually living out in Magnolia? Oh, we actually live in Magnolia. Mm-hmm. I that love was that my part. deal with the Lord. I would, I would move down here as long as he didn't make me live in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> well, I lived there six years, so that's the reason I'm asking all these questions. Uh, well, we are so thrilled to have you today. Uh, one of the things that we just talk about a lot on Love Talk, and we're moving into completing 31 years, um, Pastor Welch, in Austin with uh, Christian Radio, and the, plan, the thing that we love to talk about a lot is God's love plan for us, and he says in our life scripture, he says in uh, John fifteen sixteen, he said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you, and my version is, you not only chose us, but you anointed us and appointed us to live in a love field where we could grow up and bear fruit. How is it that you came to know that the Lord had a plan for your life? Well, God used a public school teacher, baseball, and a girl to bring me (laughs) home to him in that order. Uh And uh, I actually had a a third-grade teacher that had a little Bible study at her house on Saturdays. I didn't grow up in a Christian home at all, and uh, in fact, I was... uh, Born out of wedlock to my mother and father, who each had kids in their previous marriage. I was the, they had two of hers, three of his, and I was the first of theirs, and they had five of theirs, so we had ten total. Wow. They divorced when I was in high school, so that was kind of my background, but in, in the midst of that, at that little teacher's home on a Saturday, I remember uh, her asking, what kids want to ask Jesus into their heart, and I raised my hand, and, and, and uh, after that, you know, I didn't know at the time. Of course, through those years of, you know, all the way of grade school, junior high, high school, didn't go to church, didn't really walk with the Lord. But I look back now and I see His hand mm-hmm. keeping me from so many things in those years that I couldn't understand what was what was holding me back, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, then at age 19, uh, uh, a good friend of mine that uh, was going to a church convinced me to uh, play on their church softball team. Now, the caveat was the pastor made you go to church three Sundays a month to play on the church softball team. So I had to sit there and listen to this fiery old-time preacher preach the Word of God for three Sundays a month. That kind of softened the concrete. And then uh, my my mom persuaded me to switch churches because she wanted me to meet this cute girl oh, uh, that she kept bugging me about. So I, 
went over and visited that church one Sunday, and by golly, Mom was right. I switched churches, and that girl is now my wife of 32 years. I love that. I love love stories. You know, to me, it just <laughs> and, adds uh, a, And well, along that way, I truly gave my heart to the Lord at that time, a little Assembly of God church. And, <laughs> and uh, we have been uh, walking and working and serving together all oh. these years, and I, I see his hand. I'm the... You know, in just my, all my siblings, uh, all the different uh, r- paths that they have been on, literally to this day, my youngest brother still is uh, wrestling through his third round in alcohol rehab, uh, mm. you know, multiple divorces and various things. And I, I see that God lifted me out of that in his grace, and uh, the path is so clear that without him, I know what I would be and, and where I would be, and, and it's a, a wonderful uh, testimony now to see well, it is some of my siblings now coming to Christ. So. It is wonderful, Pastor. Uh, it's kind of similar to mine. I uh, was born near Cut and Shoot, if you know where that is. Yes. Uh, and uh, not in a Christian family. And it was a, a fifth and a sixth grade teacher that uh, looked at me one day and said, Evelyn, you have some disabilities, but they don't have to have you. And she shared uh, the love of Christ with me, and uh, it was such awakening for me that I, uh, to this day, I just still get th- uh, thrills thinking about that. But I know that you're um, uh, you are so uh, publicly involved in the Houston thing, uh, Pastor Welch. Uh, I I know that um, there is a an effort on your behalf and on the pastors across this state. To, uh, to do some things. And so could you just briefly describe your mission for the Texas Pastors Council? Sure. Well, our fundamental purpose and, and mission is to restore godly citizenship as a legitimate ministry of the local church. Mm. And in a nutshell, that, that means that we, we re-engage the stewardship of what's been entrusted to us as part of our ministry to the community that includes the concept of civil government being under the jurisdiction of God and and, the, and doing so for the right reasons. Uh, see, when I, for some reason, and again, this is just a, a burden God has always had on my heart. Uh, I can go look back in high school, even before I really knew the Lord or had given my heart to him, that I wrote a pretty scathing paper about Jimmy Carter in my senior year. Mm-hmm. And, and again, growing up in a uh, you know pretty traditional Democrat household, non-Christian, and, and not really having any uh, a lot of training to the contrary. There's some certain things I just knew in my heart, I felt very passionately about, and was never afraid to express them. And uh, other things and just little steps. My son, actually my oldest son, brought out old newspaper clipping that his grandma had given him a letter to the editor I wrote in 1981 taking on a local theater that started showing X-rated movies right in the heart of downtown. Wow. And so, you know, it's just been, uh, when I came to Christ, I wasn't theologically trained well enough to know that you weren't supposed to mix Christian Christianity and politics. I just assumed there was a whole package. (laughs) And uh, silly me. So, you know, when I ran into the, the stone wall of, of the separation of church and state imposed by the church itself, I realized something was real wrong. And that began what's now been a 31-year journey to, to reconnect the dots. Well, thank you for that, uh, Pastor Welch. I, uh, we are so excited about what 
uh, our pastors in the state of Texas now have an opportunity to do outside the stained glass windows, outside the prayer closets. And uh, you wrote a chapter in our new book, Praying and Praising Across Texas, about praying on the offense. And as I said earlier, our our objective with this is to teach people to look out into the love field where they're planted so that they can see those like you were when you were a child or I was and give forth the ministry of God's love to them. And not only to them, but to those that are different from the people that we are. We need to take our break. When we come back, I want to talk about the cultural differences and spiritual conflicts in Texas and America uh, in regard to faith, family, and freedom right after this. So stay with us, please, for Love Talk. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120 Today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with the love lady herself, Evelyn Davison, and our special guest today, Reverend Dave Welch. We're talking about Praying and standing offensively and defensively. And it was so great with, during our first segment, um, Pastor Welch, learning about your background and God bringing you out of what could have been um, a very bad situation 
um, with being being born to unwed parents amidst a, a number of siblings not having uh, a Christian foundation. And yet the Lord bringing along a third grade teacher teaching a Saturday Bible study, uh, a very good friend um, getting you involved with a church softball team where you had actually had to attend church uh, three days or, or uh, three Sundays a week in order to play. And then meeting this wonderful, beautiful girl at uh, your mother's suggestion and uh, just falling head over heels with her. Well, you have really been on the front lines. God has given you um, such a passion and a heart for engaging in culture and and seeing very very clearly right from wrong and um, and we'd like to talk a bit more about that of of how you are engaging and taking this natural passion that the Lord has given you uh, to address the current cultural and spiritual conflicts in Texas and America and then we look at faith family and freedom can you talk through with us a little bit about you know being in America growing up versus the situation that we're currently in, what have been some of the differences that you've seen? Well, it's pretty easy to measure that the uh, transition or, you know, digression, regression, slide, whatever we want to define that, of the cultural morals and values in our nation from the time that we can all remember looking back to our childhood. And, you know, we have to step back and ask the question, uh, why? And um, that's one of my uh, just real heartbeats. Uh, part of just drained it, part of my other training. If, interestingly enough, I uh, my degree I have a degree in criminal justice, and I originally trained for law enforcement, uh, and uh, also was in business for many years, and doing uh, bivocationally and doing uh, an auto repair uh, shop. And so, I always like to know what's what's broken and how do you fix it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or why did this happen and who done it? I and like it. The truth is, when we step back and say, "What is the only redeeming agent that changes a life?" We know that it is the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, setting us free from the, the law of sin and death and the curse. Well, that's the same for a nation. And uh, I can look back in Dave Welch's life and know that that's all that separates me from a life of brokenness. I saw around me any one of us. So as a nation. We can look around and say, then what's missing? What? How did we get from, from point A to point B, where in our lifetime, we are now literally, where yesterday a Texas county probate judge overturns our state constitutional amendment on marriage and says it's unconstitutional to say marriage is only between a man and a woman. And, and essentially, I, I have to point directly at the church. Uh, we can look at politicians. We can look at judges. We can bother symptoms. But the truth is, when the gospel is proclaimed, when the power of God is moving, when the redeeming fact and power of prayer is lifted up and the forces of darkness are turned back through through spiritual warfare, that lives, families, communities, and nations are transformed. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're at a tipping point right now, largely, I believe, uh, because the church has failed to be the church. Mm-hmm. And that has to start uh, in our homes with men leading our homes, uh, building strong families, making disciples of our children, taking responsibility for their education, but also has to come out of our pulpits. 
and and really unfortunately in large part anymore uh we are producing in, in our out of our pulpits in most of the country today what i would call uh non-fat milk yes and and that's where we have now a clash of the culture and uh and it's uh the good news is still all the good news that uh, whether this is truly the end times whether we are in a, in a period of uh, where we literally can see, you know, with our spiritual eyes in our lifetime, the return of Christ, or whether we're just simply carrying the baton for the next generation, that's in his hands. But the obedience and the dedication and the determination of the body of Christ to faithfully, sacrificially proclaim his truth that can change this nation back and re- reform it and redeem it is uh, within our hands if we're faithful. Well, you know, you're... Um the recent um, conflict between that and uh, within that in the Houston area and later in Plano has brought to the forefront, Pastor Welch, some real good uh, discussions that are going on and meetings and people who are beginning to wake up, as we said earlier. Uh, what is it that that you um, see that came out of last year's legislature? Uh, that's going to be really helpful to us in the area of our battle over life. You know, that's that's one of the things that is so critical in our nation today is that people do not value life the way that God spells it out in in his word and in our lives as believers. So uh, we knowing that we're going in, you know, we have a new legislature, uh, legislature in town, some of those battles that we need to fight there. Give us your preview of what you think happened and what we need to do about it well of course we had a number of of, of positive gains last session of uh, the most notable of which of course uh was uh, hb2 and the, and the bill which uh elevated protections for women uh these abortion clinics which unfortunately still are allowed to exist under the laws of our land but uh, it was a huge step forward, as we know, for saving the innocent life in Texas. And, you know, but but it also really es- escalated and elevated. Uh, and, I, and I know you all were there, too, mm-hmm. at the Capitol during the height of those hearings when the, they were shipping in uh, pro-abortion uh, activists from different places, uh, basically hired them to come in. But I had pastors from all over the state and others who who later shared how just clear and evident the spiritual warfare was in that place. The demonic presence and clash there was more evident than most pastors, frankly, see uh, on a given day or week in their normal course of duties. So the positive is that legislation was passed that did a good thing. It also helped illustrate that this is not ultimately just a policy battle. All legislation legislates morality, and it's all grounded in spiritual truth that is either grounded firmly in the Word of God or it rejects the Word of God. And so the, the, the positive I've seen come out of this, and, and even now with these ordinance battles uh, in cities around, which really actually have, have been going on, not just these equal rights ordinances which elevate uh, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, gender identity, mm-hmm. whole agenda, 
But these uh, domestic partnership policies that have been being put into place in schools and cities now for several years in Texas, but all of a sudden pastors are starting to wake up going, wait a minute, how did this happen in blank city? They all say the same thing. They're because they have not been paying attention to who they're putting in office and, and its impact on the moral condition of the city, not just the policy. And all of a sudden, we're seeing pastors connecting the dots going, wait a minute, it does matter who we have in City Hall. And then it's allowed us to be able to turn it back to Scripture and say, well, guess what? Welcome home. Because so many have just been mistrained or untrained in applying fundamental, simple scriptural principles, going clear back to Genesis 9-6, where the, well, first of all, we know we have the, the stewardship mandate given to Adam that was never been revoked. Right. That essentially says we are to take dominion and to be stewards over all creation. Secondly, when uh, Noah came down off the boat, as those you call, came off the ark, one of the first commands God gave him, Genesis 9-6 says, If man sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be, be shed, because he made him in his likeness. Mm-hmm. Okay, we man's got, we're made in God's image. The most important and the very first thing of civil authority God gave to man was about life when and the shedding think... of, of innocent blood. Mm-hmm. And then you can continue on the march through Scripture all the way through to see that God has a purpose for that civil authority, and it's for his purpose. And in this country, uh, we are the carriers, we the people, are the direct carriers of God's authority uh, that we essentially then delegate to the others to serve on our behalf. And, you know, we've all heard the tragic stories of a child who finds a a loaded weapon on on a bed or on a nightstand and a, a tragedy occurs. Well, the truth matter is the church in America is guilty of that same level of criminal negligence because we have handed that sword, that loaded weapon, through our absence, usually, or our disobedience in how we vote and how we participate to the enemy. Why are we surprised when we elect things, people like a lesbian mayor mm-hmm. who denies that, that that's going to be part of her policy, but it's part of who she is, and then she acts accordingly. We elect a president who uh, very openly and overtly, if with a little homework, was clear and evident, what he believed and who he was, and then we're just stunned and and angry at him because he's acting out who he is. Um, When in reality, it all points back to, as the people of Israel time and time again, our own disobedience to being diligent to do uh, for God with what God has given us. Well, you know, Pastor, one of the things that is so important about this conversation that we're having is that there are people that do not know what's going on. And one, that's one of the reasons we wrote the book, Praying and Praising Across mm-hmm. Texas. And, and you wrote the chapter on how we pray on the offense. You know, that's where we are right now. We've got to protect and provide uh, and, and really uh, pursue godliness to the point that people know what we stand for. We have hit out too long. It is time for us to take our break. Mike, let's do that. We come back. Let's talk a little bit about what is the problem biblically with these equal right ordinances that we're talking about that justifies us to go to the courts to oppose them right after this. 
Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120, today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with the love lady, Evelyn Davison, and our special guest, uh, Pastor Dave Welch, uh, Executive Director of the U.S. Pastors Council. Uh, we are, have so enjoyed the, the conversation in the first half of our program. One of the things I like that you said is a question that you just naturally ask is what's broken and how do we fix it? And uh, one of the things that was pointed out, Pastor Welch, is that some pastors and, and some people believe that as Christians we should just, it, it's fine to hide out in the pews and our prayer closets. And yet something that you've pointed out is this has become a major problem, that the church has actually abdicated its role within culture and government, a role that we were meant to have, a role that um, was um, imparted to us uh, by the Lord himself. You mentioned Genesis 9-6, substantiating that. And and yet here we see something called equal rights ordinances that Evelyn pointed out. And it, gosh, equal rights ordinances, that sounds like such a good thing. And yet one of the points that, that I hear you making is these are a problem and Christians not only are justified in opposing them, they must oppose them. Can you help us understand that a bit more? Yes. Uh, you know, and there's so much <laughs> wrapped in this that... Uh, to to cover because ultimately 
the part of the challenge in the, in, in the first part of what you said is that uh, the, so much of the church has accepted the premise that it is not our business what goes on down at City Hall. Uh, in fact, a pastor in Plano, who I won't name, uh, posted on his blog and emailed out to his church and out in, in the midst of this issue up there that, uh, that we, have, we do not have a right to impose Christian values over City Hall. Now, that sounds very spiritual, uh, but unfortunately what it really is is raw pietism that's unscriptural. And, and, and here, so here's what it comes down to. Uh, I ask pastors all the time, and, and it's really interesting because probably 90% of the time they look at me with this uh, puzzled and, and uh, look of consternation when I asked him, what are the first words of the Great Commission in, um, in Matthew 28, 19? They kind of look at me and they go, and typically it's, it's, well, go therefore, right? But if you look at that passage of Scripture, Jesus did one thing. He said, and Jesus gathered the disciples and sat down and began to teach them, saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. And... The question I ask then is, well, why did he say that? <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the why? Now, I happen to be one of those who believes uh, in the authority of Scripture and its inerrancy. And when he says all, I believe he means all. So if we accept that all authority of every kind comes from the throne of God, delegated through Christ, ultimately the civil authority used on this earth to do certain things uh is also uh, under his domain. What that means, very simply, is it's there for his purpose. And what is that? Romans 13 tells us, amongst other places. We can go back in the Old Testament as well. Uh, Exodus uh, 21, for example, is the foundation of much of our civil code. The old eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, a passage that is usually misused, is called equal justice. It means let the punishment fit the crime. Things of that nature, all the way through to... Uh, the concept in Romans 13 that civil government is a minister. The term used in that in the Greek is diakonos. It's the same word used for deacon or servant. So it's a servant to do good and to punish the evildoer and to protect the innocent at its very foundation. So in this country, because of our founding fathers and because of the uh, the sacrifice to restore representative government of the people, which had not existed in this form, literally, since the people of Israel rejected uh, God uh, as their king and embraced uh, a king uh, that, you know, we know the story there, then now we had representative government where the people are the authority. We then loan the authority. What that, that eventually means is every single public policy passed by city hall, by your school board, by the state legislature, by Congress, all of it is an act of the people. Mm-hmm. So when the city council of Houston or San Antonio or Plano uh, says, we declare God a liar, we do not, that this policy asserts that there is no such thing as gender. Gender is whatever you describe it to be, and that's what gendered identity and gender expression do. Uh, in fact, in Plano, the exact definition of the gender expression is your deeply felt sense of gender, and your gender can be different than your sex. Okay, So what that is, that's a, a direct violation and rejection of God's created order of male and female. And if you think through this, 
God's created order was obviously the heavens and the earth, and then he created man in his likeness. He created woman out of man. Man and the woman, he gave the creative mandate, procreation mandate. They created. They created family. That created society, culture, church, eventually government, and so forth. The deconstruction of the, of the enemy that Satan has done is deconstruct in reverse order. The very last thing in the created order left to deconstruct was gender. So when we're asserting public policy that says God's created order is not true or God doesn't exist, that's the statement, the moral statement of the people themselves. And if we're silent as a church on that issue, we're affirming that attack on God's created order. Amen. And that's our, so our responsibility in this by our loyalty to God and our love for him and our love for people, if we love people and if we love God, is to engage in those lies and deceptions and restore the right policies to preserve the right order and assert the right standards. Now, I, I mean, I could see if, um, a number of pastors saying, well, if we get involved in government, that's really going to harm our evangelistic outreach. What would you say to that? <laughs> well, that... Well, let me just say this, that can be true, because we always have to be careful that what we do uh, represents the true nature and character of Christ in our words, our attitudes, and our actions. And frankly, often Christians fail on that note. I have failed on that note. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's combat, and too often we get engaged and we, we lose sight of, of the battle or, or the real battle itself, and we get focused on people. And, the, and so, so the caveat being that we always have to be mindful when we are involved in this process. But more importantly than that is that it's not an either-or provision. Uh, but the, the reality is that when we speak truth uh, in and out of the pulpit, when we proclaim the Word of God and His principles in love and with grace and with dignity, uh, but with firmness to a world that has largely been denied that truth, only then is there the opportunity for conviction, repentance, and salvation. I would say to those pastors, if you're not involved in speaking truth on these issues from your pulpit, and you're remaining silent on these issues, and you're being silent in the community while these lies and deceptions are being perpetuated, then frankly, your evangelism is a, is a, a false premise in smoke and mirrors anyway, and you're selling a false gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I love what you said, that without truth, there is no opportunity for conviction or repentance. And without repentance, that is the turning away from our sin, there's no opportunity for health and healing. So <clears throat> I love that. Thank you. You know, Pastor uh, Welch, we, um, we know we're going to need to take our break in about a minute. But there is a real urgency, I sense, in the days in which we're living right now for those who know truth, who've allowed it to change their life to obedience to the love and the, and the spirit of the Lord Jesus, uh, is, is building. I, I see it in so many places here in the Austin area. Last year... Uh, year before last with the legislature, we did 40 hours uh, with live television reporting uh, down there. And the things that we saw and the things that happened that day 
changed my perspective from being that really sunshine girl to seeing everything is bright and rosy to a lady or a woman of age that begins to see how our nation is just falling through the cracks. Then on August the 2nd, when we had the praying and praising across Texas, which you all helped us get the word out, and with Carol Everett and the Heidi group, uh, where we had people come to the Capitol for a silent assembly and walk the grounds and pray over the very grounds that these invaders had uh, had invaded from, you know, March on and all these places. Uh, and then to look toward the future. Uh, when we were sitting out there under the trees doing that, there were 12 buses that unloaded at the Capitol with jihad people, with Islamic people who held up signs that said, kill the infidels. That was the second shock that came. And that is the shock of the pastors and the people who were there that day that said, Evelyn, we have got to do something. I had written the material, most of the material for the intercessors. We had 5,000 of them on the grounds during the legislative, uh, the special sessions, uh, and had written the material for the uh, parade across Texas. And they said, we have got to get this out. And so that's why we, with your help, wrote the book, Praying and Praising Across Texas. I want to talk a little bit about that when we come back. Let's take our break, Mike. When we come back, we'll be talking with Reverend Dave Welch from Magnolia, Texas, who is the chief executive director or whatever for the Texas Pastors Council right after this. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. 
Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com ThinkMarketingTexas.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. Here at The Bridge, 1120, today's Christian Talk. This is Evelyn, and we are Love Talking today with Pastor Dave Welch, who is with the Texas Pastors Council and the U.S. Pastors Council as well, Kathy. We've been talking about how it is that we've got to get out of the prayer closets and get on active duty, talking about speaking truth in and out of our worship zones. And Pastor Dave, I I know that um, it is so hard uh, to be a pastor in today's uh, world, uh, especially in uh, in areas like Austin, because it is so liberal. But while I want, and we've talked about that some today. I, I want us to talk. I want you to tell us a little bit why a pastor should get involved with some of these uh, issues that we've talked about uh, while carrying out the Great Commission. Can they really do that? You know, absolutely. And in fact, you know, I. Spent, having spent many years uh, initially as uh, a lay leader involved in, in political grassroots action and pro-life activities, and one of the things that I, I saw then in the, those years was uh, a real tendency among so many people who cared so deeply to just get off track uh, because they were not under the authority and covering of their local church and pastor in this part of their ministry. In other words, they're spinning off like free agents because the pastor wasn't including their role and calling as a ministry of their church. Uh, in fact, I had pastors tell me at the time, uh, and through, through years we still hear this, of course, that, uh, well, you know, this is essentially a distraction uh, and, you know, we won't support it. So if that's true, if, I mean, if, when that happens, then the individual who God has laid this burden on their heart to be involved in this role of ministry essentially has no protection has no and has no accountability. The pastor, if you're your shepherd, your part of your role is to to equip the saints for effective service. And that means in their realm of business, that means in their realm of their home, that means in the realm of their citizenship. So the whole framework of what I call the partial gospel is that we have bought into by saying, well, evangelism only includes somebody's conversion, is, is frankly, it's an abdication of the Great Commission. Our role is to make disciples and to teach them all he commanded. So that doesn't leave anything out. I love the story of a, a great pastor in Pompano Beach, Florida, by the name of O'Neill Dozier. He's an African-American pastor, started a church by dragging across through the crack-infected streets of Pompano Beach, uh, and winning people to Christ, and had pastored in the, here for 16 years in a, a low-income area uh, church, uh, serving their community faithfully, 
and uh, he he shared at a conference some years ago, and he spoke right after I did. And and this isn't about politics or about party, but it, the point is, he he said that. And those of you who understand the framework, this is in Broward County, and this is just a few years after the whole hanging Chad issue down there. Mm-hmm. But it's a very strongly Democrat county uh, in its political nature and makeup. But his church voted 80% Republican. Now, that's an aberration no matter how you define it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a real – that's 180 degrees difference in the, in the community around him. And I asked him, I said, O'Neill, what do you do? How do you, how do you alter – the such a, a strong pattern so dramatically in in this and he looked at me and he grinned and he said dave i preach the word of god to the issues of the day and i tell my people that's how we vote that's Ooh, it yeah it says what does the word say and that's that's how we live and that includes that's how we choose our leaders that's how we think it's called the biblical world view so you know what the church has not been doing, and, and you've all seen studies of this too. I know Evelyn and Kathy, uh, whether it's George Barna's studies or others, mm-hmm. uh, that of those who and, and sitting in churches that actually have what we would define to be a comprehensive biblical worldview that it connects biblical truths to their life choices, is almost uh, well. I would say almost it is tragic in its in its uh, percentages. Uh, the highest, and typically, if you look at a reasonable nature, is somewhere around uh, 35 to 38 uh, percent. And that's not even what I would consider to be a strong biblical worldview. We actually tested our pastors at a conference we did in, in, at the Capitol here in Austin uh, several years ago. We do every legislative session where we bring pastors in from around the state and just show them how their government works. We did use what's called the Peers Worldview Test, P-E-E-R-S. It's an acronym for Politics, Education, Economics, Religion, and Social Issues. And it's just a 70-question test. Do you agree or disagree? And and uh, 100 basically being the top end and uh, a you know, perfect biblical worldview, if you will. And these are developed by strong biblical scholars. And uh, you can actually get less than zero. And we actually had a pastor get minus 10 Wow. Which essentially is a Marxist socialist worldview. But only one quarter of those pastors scored in at a biblical worldview at uh level, a theistic worldview. So there's a lot of things when he, when we talk about uh my evangelism will be harmed. What evangelism? Let's quit fooling yourself, pastors. Uh the numbers don't lie. And the numbers in reality out there are that people are leaving churches. Large churches are largely growing by bunny hoppers, by church hoppers. We're, yes. we're talking about uh, most more transition than conversion. And if we we have to be honest with ourselves and say, if we were doing what our what our fathers in the church had done, we look back through the centuries. This is the gospel that transformed nations, turned them from dark to light, from tribalistic to to communal to uh, birth the framework of freedom. All the things that we're being blessed from were laid stone by stone by the blood of the martyrs through the ages. And those that same gospel that is, is the gospel of yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 it's not happening on our watch. We look around us. So let's be serious first of all with assessing our own effectiveness and saying our job is to do what God called us to do. Is to yes preach the gospel. Let the Holy Spirit do the work of the conversion, mm-hmm. and us make disciples and teach and ground 
and be the prophetic voices of his truth to the community so that he can draw them in. Amen, brother. Well, brother, Pastor Webbs, we're so thankful that you've joined us today, and, and you know, our time is, is gone. But I just want to thank you and tell you, God bless you as you continue serving yes. where you are. Could you tell our friends how they can get in touch with you? Yes, our website is uspastorcouncil.org, and that's uspastorcouncil.org. Uh, and that's got a place where people can sign up for our newsletter. <clears throat> the pastors can get information about how to either uh, become a part or help start a pastor council, because that's ultimately our core mission is to organize pastors at the city level into working interdenominational, interethnic teams of pastors standing shoulder to shoulder equipping their churches so they can you know get information there or they can uh, of course call our office uh, here in Houston and uh and that's 8326889166 and uh, we're thrilled to see what God is doing and I'll just if I could just close one thing being down at the courthouse for three straight weeks and in our lawsuit against the city of Houston our pastors were down at that courthouse every single day at a core group of pastors, anywhere from, from 5 or 10 to 15 to 20, for three straight weeks, standing in the gap. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, every, you know, mm-hmm. our core group, very diverse. And and I was proud of them. I was inspired. And it is happening. And this is happening in cities all over the country. It is, uh, Pastor. And I, I thank God for that. Well, we thank God for you, and we would say to you goodbye. And we'll see you in this coming uh, few days and not very long, uh, far from now, when we'll be at the uh, Texas Rally for Life. Thank you so much. We appreciate your being with us. And thank we you, Evelyn, you. Kathy. God bless you for all uh, that you do. Yes, God bless you, Pastor Dave. You can get in touch with us at uh, www.ndp Austin for any of the NDB stuff or at lovetalknetwork.org. Meantime, we pray God will bless you this week as you think lost and you think love.